This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the show. We have to tell you about Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. That is ToeGrips.com. Of course, uh, ToeGrips... Uh, are the nice little rubber circles, little rings your dogs can put on their nails uh, to help them, uh, well, stand upright and not slide on wood floors, right, if they have a hard time walking because of a, I don't know, a disability or of old age or whatever it is, an injury, a surgery. This will help them get around on wood floors, and it will restore their confidence, I say. Uh, and, of course, there's also the Encore Mobility Supplement, which Luther takes every day, and he crushes because of it. The boy gets around well. He I mean, he just rules. I don't know what to tell you. You know, he goes on long strolls. He Like, the, 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 the kid's 10 and a half, I say, and he still jumps off of things, even though he probably shouldn't, but he still jumps off of all these things. That's like, another story. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in a few minutes. But... um. Luther's just spectacular, and he takes this Encore Mobility Supplement, and I urge you to get it for your dogs. The Encore Mobility Supplement, uh, your dogs will thank you for it. They truly will. Uh, it'll be a game changer for your pups. So pick that up and uh, use the promo code Luther and save 10%. 10% off at toegrips.com if you use the promo code Luther. That is L-U-T-H-E-R, Luther, and that will save you 10% at toegrips.com on everything. Dr. Busby will appreciate it. Mr. Dr. Busby will appreciate it, and your dogs will appreciate it. It is toegrips.com, promo code Luther. Let's go. This is the Josh Innes Show. Well, howdy, everybody, and welcome in. It's Josh and Jilly today. Jilly, how are you? I'm good. Good, good, good. Good. We're uh, going just a pod today, which we're going to do here for the next couple of weeks. We're re-imaging. We're re-imaging the pod a little bit and um, working on our our video component of it. That's why I've been asking people uh, if we should roll with uh, YouTube or Twitch. I think most people are saying YouTube. Honestly, I'm just... I feel like I we've peaked out at Twitch, and I'll explain that. Yes. So, like, our, we're, we're not doing as much with our buddy Don anymore, for instance. Don is... Um, he's moving on up. He's moving on up in the world is Don. And then I heard, like, uh, Don was telling me that one of these other guys has been, like, elevated in the minds of Twitch. And, like, guys are getting to go to Vegas and do Twitch sports stuff at the draft. And I'm and like, well, what the he always fu-? floated those ideas with us, but they never actually became, you know, anything. Not not Don's fault. No. But it was just kind of like, and it's hard for us, too, because, I mean, you do work for a corporation as well, so you have to get it cleared by them. I mean, there's a whole thing. Yes. But I just don't know that Twitch is where we need to be. Nope. Uh, and, and I get people's complaints about it, and I'll, I'll, it, I'll talk about those in a second. But really what happened was I felt like, you know, we're pretty we're pretty good at what we do, and I've been pretty successful. And part of the reason I went over to Twitch is Don was like, hey, you know, as this thing grows, you can grow with it. And Don always talked about 
doing other stuff. And like we talked about going to Radio Row for the Super Bowl. We talked about doing all this cool shit and none of it ever came to fruition. Yet they're sending other people out and paying their way to go to Vegas. Well, because remember, we tried that one time when they put us on like the Twitch sports, like the main page. Yep. And we got in trouble for drinking. Yeah. So I just don't know that it's a good and, and then it's like, well, what about the content of the show? Are you guys sports? And I don't know. I said, I don't know what the fuck we are. Yeah. He's like, well, if you keep the show on Twitch sports, I have a chance to kind of elevate you. Like, but I don't know. That's not what we are. We talk about we're everything. Sports. We're guy talk is yeah. what we are. We're everything. So I just said, you know what? And by the way, I'm not going to delete the account on there. I mean, I'm not going to delete an account that's got over 3000 followers on it because right. you never know what we could do on it. Maybe something else. It's not like I'm saying, hey, fuck you, Twitch. I'm never going to talk to you again and kick rocks and eat all the dicks. That ain't it. I just what, think that there's like a, maybe a broader audience that would watch on YouTube. Twitch is like, it's grown a lot, but it's still kind of a niche thing. It's like, huge. Well, for what we're doing, it's a niche thing. Yeah. For what, you know, video for some gamers. Asian kid playing video games, he could have a billion people watching or some hot chick with her tits hanging out playing yeah. video games. There's that. I just feel like a lot of our audience that we're missing so many people who are like twitch i'm not signing up for this shit and there's passwords and subscript like no like i feel like youtube would be more there's a better chance to grow it now some of the the things that people have said are well youtube censors people and maybe hey maybe they'll they'll ban our page i don't think we're saying anything that's more outrageous than some of the other left-wing and right-wing bullshit that's on there that still survives so uh, i don't i'm not really concerned about that so that's the route we're going to take, and that's going to be in the next couple weeks. We're going to try to get that up and going. I'm talking to other people that are better with video stuff than I am. I've bought some new shit, and I might even get some new cameras uh, just to kind of make this thing look a lot better because I want it to look a lot better and be a lot better. So uh, that's the main reason why we're rolling specifically with podcasts for the next couple weeks, and then we're going to kind of relaunch on YouTube and see where it goes from there. I think it's a good idea. Yep. So um, we'll see where that goes. But uh, there you go. That's how uh, we're going to do things. Uh, so uh, the big story in the world today is that Elon Musk is now the uh, owner of Twitter. Yep. And all these sad people. on. Well, it's funny how the two camps are. One side acts like this is the greatest win for freedom of speech ever. And the other side basically thinks this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Somehow Elon Musk is this divisive figure. And again, if you're not hardcore liberal, you're thrown into the right-wing MAGA camp. That's how people view you, right? That's who you you are. Um, that's how they operate, you see, is their game is, hey, this person has some thought that doesn't fall in line with our idiocy, our psychotic just absurdity on this side. So therefore he's clearly a cross burning MAGA Trumper. Therefore he must be stopped. Like, I don't know how this shit's going to go. I'm not going to be like one of these loons that's out here, like waving an American flag today saying, this is great for freedom of speech. My guess is you're probably not going to notice much different on Twitter. Probably not. It'll be very vague. Maybe he'll let Trump come back on. Although I think Trump has already said he doesn't want to even be on Twitter, even if Elon buys it. So We'll see. I, I like, can't imagine it's going to be a giant difference. I wouldn't think so. Like, I think everybody says that now. Like, the average person isn't getting canceled on Twitter. The average person isn't under attack on Twitter. Like, what's it actually going to do? Like, I see that Elon Musk is talking about freedom of speech. Yeah. And, and it's America. And, and that all sounds good. And I would agree with that. You should be able to go on here and say shit. And whether you're a Nazi, whether you're a Black Lives Matter, whether you're a transgender believer, supporter, whatever, you should be allowed. Like, that's the thing. You should be allowed to say in a public forum like that, 
you should be allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. And people, the, the populace should be able to take what they see and determine whether or not they find it to be abhorrent and ignore it, or if they agree with it and consume it. We should not be in the business of silencing people and silencing opinions and doing it under the guise of, well, that's not good. That's not good uh, message to have out there. We need only positive shit because yeah, anybody's media. messages can be taken how they want them to take them. So even like somebody might say that they have the greatest intentions, like a black lives matter thing or a transgender thing or a Trump thing, whatever. And they might think, Oh, we have the greatest of intentions. Things are great. Like it can still be divisive. And some people might view it as bullshit and false. And we should not just allow certain false bullshit and silence other false bullshit or other bullshit beliefs. All bullshit beliefs should be out there. And everybody should be able to, to look at the bullshit beliefs and go, all right, I'm riding with this, 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 and I agree and disagree here. That's what we should be doing. That's what we, that's how the world should work. We should not be picking and choosing which fucking people we want to silence because we don't think their message fits. Believe in the populace and believe that they will read what they read and they will go with what they believe to be real. Social media has just been given too much power. Like it shouldn't come down to this. As you said, people shouldn't write what they want to write. It shouldn't influence your life. It shouldn't be, you know, breaking news every time someone tweets something. We were watching this Roseanne but, thing yesterday. It was on Reels, your favorite channel. And um, to be fair, I don't hate Reels. I just hate that autopsy show. You do, where the guy basically explains to you common sense reasons why people die, and we already know why they die. And it lasts an hour. Like the other day, we're watching a Luther Vandross one, and it's like. Luther Vandross had a stroke. Well, now we know why he's dead, but they spent an hour explaining to you what led up to his stroke. But yes. anyway, so we're watching this Roseanne show yesterday, and they kind of d- do a deep dive into how her tweet about the the person, uh, the, the, the ape tweet, the Planet of the Apes tweet, led to her getting canceled. And you got all these people, black people, like Monique was defending her on there, and Bill Maher, super liberal, defending and her. And Howie Mandel. Those were the three. And Howie Mandel. And they're all defending her, saying, hey, she's a pretty good person. She shouldn't have seen her livelihood taken away and her life taken away because of a tweet, whatever. And that's not going to change, though. Like, I, like, I think like people somehow in this that have this idea that Elon Musk takes over Twitter, and now when somebody tweets something stupid, they're absolved from it, and it's like, hey, you're not going to get canceled. Well, you're still going to get fucking canceled because the cancel culture people are still going to be there. Now, maybe the difference is more shit will make it on and fewer people will get banned and and there won't be shadow banning or whatever the hell they call it. Maybe that's more of what you're going to start seeing, and if so, that's great. You know, like I'm reading this from Elon Musk. Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, said Mr. Musk. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Well, how about you get us an edit button? That's the big one. There you go. That's An edit button. Need. That's all. And I think a lot of people are going to, um, I think he's going to have some people quit, obviously, because that's what these, you know, these virtue signaling yeah. we'll dweebs do. We'll show him we'll make Twitter worthless. Well, yeah, no I one gives a I don't think that's going to hurt him. He just dropped 43, what, million dollars no, on this? Billion, billion? ma'am. Yeah, billion. Billion dollars. He just dropped 43 billion dollars. You, you know, canceling your Twitter account isn't going to hurt Mr. Or, Musk here. Or people leaving, like, the company, like actual workers. Yeah, that I don't think here. he cares. He's got that kind of money. He... 53 well, he's saying the right things in the sense that I don't think people believe in algorithms because it's all bullshit. All the stuff that's out there is being forced upon us by the people at Twitter. They pick and choose 
what's going to be forced upon you and what is can like a lot of times, like, I don't believe anything I see on Twitter when you say, Oh, this is trending. How much of that is real people? And how much of that is spearheaded by bots? And we've watched documentaries yeah. about that shit. How much of it is bot driven? And like, here's, here's what would be the best case scenario, right? Like, I do believe this. I think that there are a lot of people that have racist opinions. There are a lot of people that have sexist opinions. There are a lot of people that have just dumb opinions in general. Altogether, a lot of dumb fucking people. There's a lot of anti-white people out there. There's a lot of black racists. There's a lot of white racists. Asian. There's so many things. If somehow Elon Musk legitimately is able to eliminate this world of bots where I believe that there's a lot of nefarious activity being done by social media outlets like Facebook, like Twitter, and they are pushing across an agenda agenda they want pushed across and they are deliberately misleading people with that agenda so they can keep this conversation going and keep things divided. If Elon Musk does this, and by this I mean, if he's somehow able to take Twitter and stop with that bullshit, then maybe he does something good here. There's still going to be people yelling at yeah. each other and dipshits. Well, and, but I can't. think people have been brainwashed, legitimately brainwashed by social media. I think the old white folks have been brainwashed on Facebook. And I think the young hipster dipshits have been brainwashed on Twitter. And that's why everybody hates each other. And you know how I feel. I don't believe everybody hates each other nearly as much as the bots and the algorithms would lead you to believe on social media. This is a coordinated attack by the people in charge of social media and political parties to to destroy people's, uh, what's the word I'm like, to destroy discourse and make people hate each other. And that's why we are where they are. So do I buy that Elon Musk is going to fix it? No, because I don't really believe in anybody. But if he does that, then maybe we're off to a good start. Well, he can't make it much worse. No, it's a fucking cesspool. Yeah. It's a terrible cesspool, and they both are. Face, I mean, really, we look at Facebook and Twitter. I think Instagram's fine. It is what it is. It's harmless. TikTok seems harmless. Uh, and, and at least in terms of the content that's on there. Now, who knows what China is doing with TikTok and everything else, but just from the content standpoint about trying to force feed bullshit upon you, like TikTok, which I'm new to, and maybe it's because the algorithm isn't giving me angry white guy shit, but I'm seeing dogs and I'm seeing good looking ladies cook. And I enjoy TikTok for that. It's a, And I'm seeing de, you know deserted buildings. That's what I'm getting and I enjoy it thoroughly. But if, if Elon Musk can come in, as he's saying here, I want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust. That's the biggest issue we have. And you can question how we got to this level of distrust. You know, you could say the media has always, you know, lacked uh, trustworthiness. You could say, well, nobody cared until Trump came in and Trump started pushing across this idea of the media as being a liar. And his people think the media lies. The media people think Trump people lie. And it's all bullshit. That's a circle jerk is essentially what we're dealing with. If you can get to a point where there's at least some level of trust, whether it be in the news, whether it be in social media, then I think you've also won something there. Um, and get and I'm with them on the bots. Like they push forward a lot of this shit. A lot of the dumb shit that's out there is, is it's a calculated attack and that's what we're dealing with. And that's, what's keeping people divided. And I keep telling people this, the power is in the division, keeping people divided. And it sounds ridiculous because, and I've had people question me on this opinion before, how is dividing people making you more powerful? It's making you more powerful in your divided group. So the more we're divided, the more powerful a Trump is to his people and the more powerful uh, 
Biden. <laughs> That's silly. He's not powerful. The more powerful, whoever the liberal people on social media follow, the Betos Beto and people like that, it makes them more power. These politicians know that. None of them want people to fucking come together. They're all full of shit because they know that they have power in division. And that's what we're dealing with here. So I don't know if anything's going to come out of this, but. As long as he keeps the ball sack sports, okay, because that's my favorite. We want ball sack sports and we want to make sure that there's immunity for the onion. (laughs) That was a great bit they did the other day. I don't think we talked about that. Nope, we haven't, but it's a killer bit. Where they pretended that they were canceled or whatever. And they needed to free the onion, and they were telling people to free the onion by tweeting the onion. Like, the whole thing was hard to explain, but it was very funny. And then Babylon B jumped in, and they're like, we stand with the onion. Yes, it was good. It was very good. Solid satire. I love satire. Is what it was. And sa- you know what, Elon Musk? Bring back satire. Allow satire to be something. My God. But again, it's important to note. Like, I think there are some morons out there who look at this Elon Musk stuff, and they go, Well, what this does for us now is it says, you know what? No more cancel culture. Well, it's still going to be there, friend. People are still going to be canceling people. Businesses are still going to be scared shitless. Big corporations are going to bow down to the mobs of people. I don't know that that genie ever goes back in the bottle. Uh, I guess the only hope would be that like when someone says something stupid, a lot of times it gains legs because of algorithms. I believe that that someone says something stupid. All the stories are are thrown out there by social media and then it grows. Maybe it doesn't grow as much, but I still think it will. So I don't know that you're going to be able to sit back and say, yep, guys, good news. No more cancel culture. That's not changing. No, you, 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 you can't, I, again, uh, you I, can't, uh, you know, put, put that hymen back in it's burst and it's done. So, I mean, maybe he'll change the logo or something. It'll be, it'll be so cosmetic. It's not going to actually change anything. He's Probably. doing this just for attention. He's not actually going, how concerned is Elon Musk really about Twitter? He might have some. I don't know. Um, Again, I'm not expecting I don't know that see. you make a 44, here's the problem. I don't know that you make a $44 billion investment. To do nothing. Now he's loaded. That's I obvious. But I mean, forty-four billion dollars is forty-four billion dollars. It is, and all it's going to do is piss people off more. Like it's great. He knows what he's doing. Like I said, maybe a few things here and there, but I still don't believe we're going to see any huge difference or huge change on Twitter. By and large, I don't believe that you know Daniel Carver, someone like the old Stern Show clan guy, is going to be able to go on Twitter and be like, "Let me tell you about all the n words and the, like." I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I, I don't know that we are ever going to get to that point. I think there are a lot of people who are overreacting to it, clearly on both sides. But I do think that there's a lot of right-wing type people who view this as some sort of great victory for oh, freedom yeah. of speech. I mean, we've had a, a couple of our friends of Texas like, I'm getting back on Twitter. Like, uh, okay. Cool, but just I, if I were you, I, like, I really wouldn't overreact to this. But here's where I, I, I think there's a little bit of room to overreact. It's because a guy's not going to invest $44 billion in just a throwaway thing. Because no matter how rich he is, $44 billion is still $44 billion. It is. It is. So you don't just set $44 billion on fire. So we'll see. I was reading this um, story. Let me read through some of this for you guys. And I haven't read the, the every detail of it, so I'm going to be kind of reading it with you. But I saw it on the front page of... ESPN today, how an unknown high school football coach landed in the center of a Supreme Court religious liberty case. Let me read some of this. This is in Bremerton, Washington. 
Former Bremerton High School assistant football coach Joseph Kennedy says he never wanted to become a symbol of the religious right or to have his name mentioned by political figures, including Senator Ted Cruz and former President Donald Trump. All he wanted, he says, was to uh, connect with young people by coaching football and to connect with God by saying a brief midfield prayer after each game. Quote, I take a knee and thank God for what the guys just did and the opportunity to be a coach, Kennedy told ESPN, adding, I wanted to hang out with my players and develop these young men. Yet, the 52-year-old finds himself out of coaching and in the midst of a raging legal battle, ignited when he insisted on taking a knee at midfield to pray after games, often with students. Bremerton Public School officials fired him in 2015 after he refused to stop his on-field prayers, which they said violated the Constitution's uh, prohibition against uh, government endorsement of religion. Quote, the coach is a mixture of fear and awe, and you want uh, and you want in with the coach. You want playing time. You don't want the bench, said Rachel Laser, president and CEO of Americans United for Separation of Church and State, which is representing the school board. She added, it is a slippery slope to religion being used to discriminate and exclude. But there was no proof that this guy was forcing his players to come pray with him, right? I don't or- believe so. Let's see. Kennedy sued. And over the past seven years, this case has wound its way from uh, this blue-collar military town across the Puget Sound from Seattle to the U.S. Supreme Court. The case thrust Kennedy, a former uh, Marine who only reluctantly signed on to help coach a mediocre high school football team, into what legal analysts see as a potentially one of the most consequential cases in recent years, testing the separation of church and state. The question before the Supreme Court is whether Kennedy's on-field prayers are protected by the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty or whether they violate the First Amendment by promoting his religion. The justices are scheduled to hear oral arguments Monday and an issue uh, an opinion by late this June. This is ridiculous. It's stupid. Again, um, if you're forcing the kids to do it, that's one thing. And, and by the way, you can't like force some kids to go pray on the 50 yard line. But no. if you're just doing it and you've got a group of kids who like it and they want to do it too, and that's their beliefs, then let them. I guess the argument would be that, uh, that, that there's fear. The players would fear that they wouldn't get to play if they didn't go pray with the coach, that's which stupid. it's dumb. But again, are the players saying that or is that just this person? Who was it? The, uh, this uh, lawyer for the this Rachel Laser, president, president and CEO of Americans United for Separation yeah. of Church and State. Is that State. just her interpretation of it, or were there actually players complaining that they felt they Let's weren't getting see. playing Let time? Let me read some like, more Like, all of, of these things matter. If this is just, like, this is stupid. If no players complained, and he's not forcing the guys to do it, well, let's what's see. the problem? Let me skip through some of this. Um, let's see. Um Kennedy said a film left him in tears. I was crying my eyes out. So he's talking about a movie about you know, a Christian sports drama, Facing the Giants, he's talking about. It was a clear sign that God was calling me to coach. I had never experienced that kind of effect in my entire life. I said, I'm all in, God. I will give you the glory after every game oh, right there on the 50 where we, we fought our battles. Yeah, he was the head coach of the junior varsity squad as well. At first, he prayed alone, but after a few games, some of his players asked to join in. I yep. told them it's a free country. This is America. Do what you want. Yeah. So I I see nothing wrong with this. I don't see that he's forcing these kids to pray or holding playing time over their heads if they don't. And by the way, when I was in little league and like middle school baseball, our coaches would make us get in like a prayer circle and well, we would do our father. They should be in the Supreme but, Court right now. <laughs> but honestly, like I'm not a religious person. I'm actually quite anti-religion. And by saying that, I don't care if you're religious or if you pray or if you go to church yeah. or whatever. I don't give a shit. And I think a lot of bad things do come from religion. I think there's some good, but I think a lot of bad comes from it. And I think that um, like I'm, I'm not all for religion. You do whatever it is you want to do. Don't take it as me telling you not to do it. 
I, this is just Josh Ennis and the way Josh Ennis feels about religion. I think there's a lot of fraudulent people in religion and it's just not for me. However, how is it that we can sit here and bitch that a coach is at the 50 yard line praying about a football game or praying with some of his players who want to pray and we're fine with teachers going into schools and, and teaching transgender shit to five-year-olds. Like, I know that that's not church and state. I understand that. It's also not the place of a math teacher to go into a, a, to an, a school room and tell kids about her gay relationship with her lesbian lover or, you know, explaining to them how it's okay that you might be like, that's not your fucking place. So, and I know that there's not, you know, I, I church and state is obviously something that's been around for a long time. So yes. I get that. But, like, that's what I find to be bullshit. What's bullshit is a guy is praying with players who want to pray. There's a lot of religious people. There's still things like the um, FCA, the, the Family Christian, or whatever it's called. Uh, I forgot what it is. But we, we used to have a guy, a very um, religious football coach at our school, kind of like a volunteer coach, playing the NFL for a little bit, Coach Reggie. And Coach Reggie was like, I mean, he, he had these dudes throwing up every morning working out. I had to work out with him some mornings for basketball. We all threw up very religious dude and dudes would want to pray and they would have like FCAs at faith Christians. I forgot what it is, but it's like faith and Christian athletes or something. Right. Um, and, um, and they were all like, they were all gung ho about it. Like I never felt forced in my life to like, you know, you can always make up praying, but like the same thing here, if some kid and I, and I hate going this route, like the, if they did this, but what about this group? But if some kid were out at midfield praying to fucking Allah, you wouldn't care. And there was some Muslim kid that called himself Sharif Abdur Rahim. And he demanded that he get to pray. Like he pray in silence on the field and a couple of other players joined him or a coach. I think a coach is a better way of putting it. If there were a coach and the coach were Muslim and the coach went out there and had a bunch of guys pray into the fucking Quran, then they probably wouldn't have the balls to have an issue with it. Nobody really would. But because this guy seems to be some Christian dude and people love to attack Christians, like so, like the guy's minding his own fucking business praying after a game. Big deal. Yeah, as long as he's not forcing the kids to do it, I don't see why this is this big of a problem. This is ridiculous. And it's been going on now for, what, is it 2015? So he says uh, this is about players joining him on the field asking to join. I told him it's a free country. This is America. You can do what you want, Kennedy said. After a while, visiting players also joined. School officials said the activity evolved to include an inspirational talk, which often contained religious references. During his post-game sessions, Kennedy would sometimes stand in the middle of a circle of players holding a helmet above his head. The prayer lasted about 30 seconds, Kennedy said, although his talks could uh, go a bit like, longer. Who is this bothering? Who is this affecting? No one's being forced to be in this prayer circle. And, and in my experience from high school on down, like every game, every football game I attended in high school, there was always a group of players that would go out to the center and pray. Right. College is the same way. Like why? Like I get. What is this hurting? Like to, like what what is this impacting? How is this negatively impacting you in well, Bremerton, to Washington? Play, to play devil's advocate because you know there's someone thinking it. So why is there a problem for Kaepernick to take a knee? This guy can take a knee and pray. You don't care. You know someone will compare the two. Yeah, but again, it's, I don't, by the way, I don't give a shit that, Ka like, that's where people struggle is I'm not telling Kaepernick to not take a knee. I've said if somebody doesn't want to sign you because you do it, like, tough shit. Like, that's right. just their choice, right? right? And that, but as it relates to this, their argument is like, oh, you shouldn't have prayer in school or the separation of church and state and all this bullshit. But schools are so beyond fucked right now, and they're so beyond 
with social media and everything, all these different teachers, and you can believe what you see on libs of TikTok or not. I mean, those are real videos. They're not making these videos up. These are real bullshit videos that people are and posting. Real and people being, putting them out there. I think that's what like, is, is lost in a lot of this like libs of TikTok stuff is it's not like this person behind this account is hacking into these accounts and sharing these videos. These videos are out there for the world to see. Correct. No and the, one has a problem putting them out there. Well, They're the just argument, sharing them. Yeah, the argument people are making about it is that's helping perpetuate this far right-wing ideology that liberals are crazy. No, they're doing a good job of it on their own. They're not editing those videos. Those are <laughs> real videos nuts. that are out there for the public to consume. Like, there are teachers that want to teach you know five-year-old kids about gay sex and like hide their gender identity from their parents and shit. That's fucked up, right? But you're worried about people praying after a fucking football game? Like, as I'll continue reading some of this. Uh, it was really quick because I'm not a great player preacher, he said. It was really a simple thing. I'd say, God, thank you for these guys and the opportunity to coach them. For years, no one made an issue of Kennedy's ritual. In fact, Kennedy said he got a lot of compliments, including from uh, people who did not share his religious conviction. Many people in Bremerton did not realize uh, what was happening when they saw Kennedy kneel on the field, sometimes with close to half the team around him. Quote, we always saw players and coaches gather on the field in what looked to us like an effort to rally their spirits, said Paul Peterson, whose son Aaron Bryce played football at Bremerton High in 2010. I thought they were either celebrating victory or maybe licking their wounds, and that's all we thought was going on. Peterson added, when he learned years later the religious nature of the huddle, he was not happy. Yeah. Quote, my philosophy is that religious instruction is to be given by parents and it should be taught at home. Okay, that's fine there, uh, 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 Aaron Peterson or Aaron Bryce well, or whatever the fuck. What it. if these kids want to learn about it? You know, they have all the uh, power in the world to change their gender now and learn what <laughs> they want to learn. But, oh, God forbid that they wind their way into a prayer circle that they're kind of interested in. I think that parents should be the ones teaching their kids about, you know, whether or not they're a boy or a girl. But these fucking teachers, these so, lunatics, think that it's their place to do it. I don't it. know if you saw the story, too. This was a couple of weeks ago about the teacher who was, a, who was a suspended because they wouldn't refer to a kid as their preferred pronoun. <laughs> Like, this is this is in Kansas. I had to pull up the story to make sure I had the details right. Uh, and that kid's defense, Kansas is probably a fucked up place to have different, uh, you know, say, hey, I'm a boy, but call me a girl's so name. The school, Kansas feels like a hellhole. The school board is saying it was discrimination and harassment after the teacher refused to use a student's preferred first name and gender pronouns. So the teacher would only refer to this kid as the name the kid was enrolled under and the birth pronoun. And now she's in all this trouble and suing over it and everything. And she explains that she, too, is a Christian and that she was taught that God assigns pronouns. And, you know, that's her religion. So they're OK. But there's so many just different like when people just pick and choose when to play the religious card. Yeah. What I, you know what I would do? But yeah, getting if I were these teachers, the if I were a teacher, I would just call these dumb kids whatever the fuck they want to be called. Hello, General Zod there. I'll call you whatever the fuck you want to be called. Like, I wouldn't risk my job because no one, by the way, no one's going to defend you. Like, that teacher's not going to get defense from anyone. No. They will just fire you. So if like, you want to keep making your money, it, like, sometimes you just got to say, fuck it. This, like, you kind of almost mail it in a little bit and say, fine, is this the bullshit you want to do? I'm not going to let this ruin my opportunity to teach other kids because there's some kid that's a boy that thinks he's a girl or vice versa and i'm just going to call you by whatever the hell you want to be called there but here's where now apparently this is where this football issue came to a head during the 2015 football season after an opposing coach told bremerton's principal that kennedy invited his team to join a post-game prayer kennedy's lawyers say in legal papers that the opposing coach approved of the prayer still bremerton school officials moved to stop it Bremerton's athletic director made it clear to Kennedy that prayers were against the rules, prompting Kennedy to post on Facebook, 
I think I just might have been fired for praying. Although at uh, that point he was still employed. He shouldn't have gone to social media. Yeah, that, that's, that's not good. That's not going to get things good. Now, if you would have actually gotten fired, then maybe so. The school district received thousands of emails, letters, and phone calls from around the country regarding Kennedy's prayers, according to court papers. School officials sent Kennedy a letter formally alerting him to school district policy regarding religious expression. Employees had to be neutral, meaning they could not even directly encourage or discourage students from engaging in religious activity. I would. Ne- like, we've talked about this before. Like my dad was a teacher. Yep. For years and years and yep. years, and thank God he is retired. Because there is no way he would survive. Like, I can't imagine being a teacher right now or a coach or any, like, uh-uh. Every little move you make is going to get you in trouble. Yep, I'll pass. No thanks. And thank God we don't have kids either because nope, mm, this whole world's a mess. Yep. If Kennedy wanted to continue praying after games, the letter concluded, he needed to do so separate from students in a way that was not obvious to onlookers. Hey, it's like basically praying is now akin to jerking off. This is ridiculous. Hey, you can masturbate, but please re- re- you know, go to your quarters over there and pound one out, friend. Like somehow praying yeah. is being treated the same way as it would be if you and your wife were putting on a public sex show. Don't let anyone Actually, see. they'd be fine with that. If there were two, like I guarantee if two lesbians munched each other's rugs at midfield, they'd be like what are we going to do, man? Well, what, now, what happens? I know this is high school, right? Yep. But what about if a kid, you know, scores a touchdown in a college football game and takes a knee and does a sign of the cross or something? I, I don't know. I think do we the, have to, like, look away? Do we have to cut away? Can that not be shown? My eyes are on fire! Like I can't watch this! That's That's praying, right? It is, yes. I guess the point of this is it's a person in a position of leadership, like directing players down a path, which you should be allowed to do. It's about forcing people to do shit is a problem. It doesn't sound like he's forcing anyone to do anything. What if you, you know, you're Nick Saban or somebody and you get an interview after the game and you say, I just want to thank our Lord. That's like praying. It is. But again, some of your players don't believe in the Lord. They put them in an awkward situation. You know who dealt with that or is dealing with that is uh, Dabo. Dabo's a really religious dude. Yep. And a lot of people have an issue with with his religion. Like, just get the fuck over it. Like, I've never been a religious person. But you know what I do? And we talk about this a lot about me. A lot of times I just go along to get along, right? If I'm at someone's house and they're praying before dinner, I'm not going to be some dickhead that stands up and goes, guys, listen, I'm not religious, so I'm just going to turn my back to the prayer. No, I'll sit there, I'll bow my head, and we'll wait for the goddamn prayer to be over. You said a prayer at Uncle Mike's house. I did. It was fucking Thanksgiving. I actually think they wanted you to say the prayer, which is, if I recall correctly, well, you were blackout at that time. I might have actually said it now that I think about it, now that you bring it up. I might have. <laughs> I know. They want you to say grace. A blessing. Like, who fucking cares, man? Who cares? If, if like, like uh, all those years that I played middle school baseball and high school and shit, when there'd be a prayer, I'd sit there, I'd get down on one knee, I'd bow my head. It didn't impact my life one way or the other. Never did. Yet somehow this guy is like some giant piece of shit because he prays and these students want to pray with him. Hey, newsflash, there are religious people and there will continue to be religious people. Some of them will be fucking zealots. Some of them will be priests that diddle fucking boys. Some of them will be fucking Amish. Some of them will be uh, Muslims. Who fucking cares, man? Let people do whatever the fuck they want to do. Like we're like we're fighting the dumbest fights. You've got teachers and you're teaching kids about being gay and teaching like telling like they're upset that they're not allowed to tell their students who they were fucking over the weekend. That's a problem. You had a guy taking a knee with some players saying, Our father who art in heaven, that's a fucking problem. Anyway, 
Kennedy said he stopped the public prayer for one game, but as he was driving home afterward, he regretted it uh, to what he saw as pressure to break his commitment to God. His lawyer said in their Supreme Court petition, he said he turned his car around, returned to the empty stadium with tears running down his face and delivered a silent prayer from the 50-yard line. Yeah, you might be kind of wacko, but still. Soon, Kennedy retained a lawyer who sent a letter to the school official saying uh, he was compelled to resume praying at midfield after every game. School officials said Kennedy did a series of local media interviews to publicize his decision, drawing widespread attention. After the next game, Kennedy walked to midfield for the customary handshake with the opposing team, then knelt at the 50-yard line to pray. Dozens of players, coaches, and members of the public joined him in the field. See, now, and now what I don't like is like in the beginning of this where he's like, I never wanted to be a voice for this, or I never wanted to be, you know, have this you attention. Do. You do. You posted it on Facebook. You did a big, dramatic, you know, scene. You want the attention. You're going to the local media. Now now I don't really believe you. I think it's stupid that it's come to this. Oh, you get, obviously, oh. you want the attention. It gets better. Outside the field, a Satanist group oh. protested, saying it also wanted to conduct ceremonies. Go fuck yourselves, you loons. Everybody's crazy. Yeah, the world's nuts. About a week later, after again praying on the field, Kennedy was placed on leave and the school district did not rehire him for the following season. Before long, political figures and religious conservatives rallied to Kennedy's side, helping him transform into a national avatar of religious liberty. Guys like Ted Cruz and Trump. and That's when things really go south for you, is when guys like Cruz and Trump are on your side, because then the whole world's going to yeah. just assume you're a piece of shit. There's no stopping it then. Uh, some of these. So here's one. It's deeply wrong for any coach to put high school students in the position of turning their backs on the team uh, family if they don't want to join the coach's very public prayer, said Chris Cluey. I just don't think that was the case. I don't think it was either. I don't think this guy had any problems with any kids who didn't want to pray. I don't think. I don't know. I wasn't there, obviously, but it doesn't seem like he was forcing anyone to partake. Like in my experience, every game I've ever attended, that's college, even NFL, like the NFL players got, you know, who's a very religious guy is, is my man, uh, man of God, Mario uh, Davis. Uh, Davis yeah. They pray at midfield after games, man. Who cares? Why do you care so much? God, is it bothering you? Opponents of Kennedy's on-field prayers argue that displays of religion by a coach at a public school isolate players who do not share the same faith. They don't give a fuck. They say Kennedy was offering implicit invitation for his players to join in, which was unfair to non-Christians. Then go fucking do what non-Christians do. Nothing. There you go. Tough. Sh- I'm like, my God. People just have to bitch about something. <laughs> You're just fucking crazy. People have to protest uh, something. Go, here, non-Christians, go talk about how you go nowhere when you die. There, nothing happens when you die. There, everybody get in a prayer circle and say, hey, nothing fucking happens when you die. There, it's over. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Oh, God, this is it gets better. Faith is a private act that we commit to as individuals, said Reverend Megan Dowling, pastor of Bremerton United Methodist Church. Coach Kennedy used his power as a school official to coerce students in public at a public high school to pray. That goes against my own conscience as an ordained pastor, but also, oh, fuck you. Jesus, I mean, like, when you use words like coerce, like, you know who coerces people? Priests who finger fuck kids. That's who coerce kids into doing dumb shit. Like, God, you guys are a fucking lunatic. Does it say, he said, hey, you, hey, Jimmy, you get out on your knees and you pray or you're cut. God, that, that would be an issue. Yes, it would. But I don't. Doesn't sound like that's what's happened. Yeah. Oh, poor non-Christians, they don't get to, they don't get to partake in the prayer. They shouldn't give a fuck. They're not Christian. They don't care. 
<laughs> it's absurd. Mm. I had never heard this story, actually, and I saw it on the front page of ESPN today, and I thought, hey, I find this to be interesting. That's pretty ridiculous. These, I mean, people are just lunatics, man. Like, I ne- again, I'm not a religious person. I never, when I was in high school, was offended by the idea of having to sit there and everybody gets in a circle, and our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Like, looking back on it, you might go, it's not your place to force everybody to do it or assume everybody believes what you believe, but it doesn't sound like that's what this dude was doing. It's absurd. People are just yes. out of their minds, man. And then imagine sending your kid to a school, right? And it's, well, prayer is not good. And if you believe in God, that's not good. And if you mention that you believe in God and you pray in school, that's not good. But if you believe that it's possible for a woman to become a man, hey, let's spend 10 hours talking about that. If you believe that a man can have a baby, then, hey, let's have a conversation. And if you disagree with it, we're going to kick your ass right out of fucking school. Well, it's like people are all worked up about the pregnant man emoji. Like, who cares? Well, I mean, it's absurd, but yeah, yes. Yeah, but is it really affecting you? Not really. Don't use that emoji. Yeah. It's simple. Fight the, the important fights. Fight the fights that matter. These people pandering to pregnant men, ha- let them have it. Just, like, sometimes <laughs> it's better to just shut the fuck up. These people are in this delusional universe let them be there like until it starts people, fucking honestly, with your kids, which like if you're in high school or you're in school and a teacher, you see these libs of TikTok videos where these nut bags, like what they're like, I'm not even allowed to share what I did this weekend with my lover and I, and I want to tell the kids they don't want to fucking know. They're not interested in what you did with your double sided dildo. Just mind your own, like teach the fucking kids. There's an idea. Teach the kids some shit. Don't pass your fucking bullshit agenda upon people. Go to school. Teach the kids at the school. Go home and scissor or whatever the fuck it is you want to do and let the kids be. I don't give a shit what you do behind closed doors. Fuck whoever you want to fuck. But, like, can you imagine if, like, a male teacher just rolled into school, a male heterosexual teacher rolls into school looking like he's Rod Belding, walks in with, like, a denim shirt on and, like, a vest and shit, and he rolls in. He's like, guys, let me tell you what I did. I fucked me three broads this weekend. Well, teacher, is it possible? Oh, it's possible. I it, you ever heard a tri- you ever double it's vaginal, like double a, anal? Well, I did that this weekend, well, it's Timmy. Like on, uh, it's like on AP Bio. Yes, like literally Dennis Reynolds' character, which I know his name is not Dennis Reynolds, but he's Dennis. I don't Reynolds. even know what the fuck his name is on that show. Uh, what is his name on the show? Glenn Howerton in real life. Yeah, but that show is exactly what you're. But describing. like, think about that. If a straight white heterosexual man goes into a school as a teacher and says. Yeah, I'm single, so I went out to the bars, and uh, boy, I snagged me a couple of pelts this weekend, my friend. (laughs) Boy, she came three times. She was a squirter. All right, kids, today's lesson is on a squirting. You'd be like, no, sir, but somehow if like a lesbian teacher walks in there and she's like, I licked a vagina this weekend, and I feel like I should have the right to tell my kids because they should know that it's possible to lick a vagina. Love is love. Love is love. You'd be like, well, okay, like, See that flag up there? There's rainbow. That's a rainbow flag. And we're going to talk about how I licked another woman's asshole this weekend. Get on board, people. And most of the kids probably do believe that love is love. They just don't need you throwing sure. it in front of their face. Love is love. Blow who you want to blow. Yes, bang who you want to bang. Nobody cares. Absolutely. But like, I, I think my problem is people act as though they're still overly oppressed because not everybody agrees with your lifestyle. Not everybody. There's Fun fact. 
There's never going to be a time that everybody agrees with the lifestyle of gay, straight, like religious. No one's ever going to fully agree 100%. And if that's what you're looking for, you're never going to get it. So you'll constantly be able to play the oppressed victim all the time. What if you Like said- these lesbian teachers are not fucking oppressed. Gay teachers are not oppressed. In fact, I guarantee you that the teachers are, are like that the administrators handle them with kid gloves because they're afraid of being uh, portrayed as someone who uh, is negative towards uh, a gay, lesbian, whatever. Ever. What if you sent Luther to daycare, but you said that he wanted to be called she? Look, Luther's a male dog, but like call like every now and then call him Lu- Luthan. <laughs> he doesn't want to be called good boy. <laughs> nope, he's a good girl. That's she, really It's offensive. a good girl. Uh, they are believe, a good girl. We don't believe in gender in this house, so um, good dog only, please. No, they'd say you're a fucking lunatic, friend. Go home. <laughs> you know what? We're kicking you out. You're stupid. I would hope they would, but they wouldn't. They'd probably Can you please go. refrain from calling him a good boy? He's a good dog. I mean, the thing is, sadly, they'd be like, absolutely. I know. Because they'd be so afraid. <laughs> That'd be a bit. Just see if, what they say. That's the prank. Well, hey, we start calling. That's that should be a phony phone call if I ever did those. Yes. You call a dog daycare and you're like, well, he's a girl or he, well, he's a boy, but he identifies as a girl. So based on how he reacts around the anus of other dogs, male dogs in particular, and the fact that he let himself get mounted, we're just going to say he's a girl. So call him a her. Yeah. Right? They, they are a her is what we're getting at here. He seems really upset that we're even talking about this. Oh, what's that? There's dogs barking outside, He's, Luther. You okay? Who are those people, Luther? We have a Luther cam we're working on, too. It's finally yeah, happening. I have a camera in here, so once we get everything set up, we'll have Luther cam, and you'll get to see all these reactions. It's finally happening. Yep, Luther cam's going to happen. Hopefully everything looks pretty. Going to work on things, so that'll be good. <laughs> I just love the idea of calling someone and saying, like, you can't call him good boy or good girl. We don't believe in gender here. No, we're, he, is, he is they. They is he. They is she. They is them. We didn't even talk about what he did over the weekend. Oh, I know about <laughs> in a very Luther move. So we were out on Saturday, and Luther was at daycare. And by Which out, is I mean we were out during Saturday. the Saturday. Yeah. We usually go to Texas Roadhouse, do some errands, do some beer shopping. You know, nice little Saturday. And we pick up Luther at five. Well, Jilly gets a call as we're exiting the beer store with you know twenty four beers. <laughs> <laughs> we're exiting, and Jilly says, "Oh no, I got a voicemail from the dog daycare." It's like that's not good. Well, nope, Luther's dead. It's official. Um. So Jilly listens to the message, and there's some girl. She's all shaken up on there. She's like, Luther, uh, well, well, you heard the message. Yeah, she was very upset, and she's like, well, Luther hurt himself, and we don't know. He won't put any pressure on his right arm, and we're trying to look back at the video to see exactly how it happened and when it happened, but we think he was on a slide, and he jumped down, and he hurt himself, which makes sense because he loves climbing those slides. So it makes sense, and multiple people have told us to not let him jump down off things, which is very hard to do. Yeah, good luck. Um, so I don't fault them at all or anything. Like I was like, oh god, no, it's not your fault. Like this has happened before. It's fine. I'll just come pick him up. We'll we'll get him checked out. And then luckily for us, there's one place that's literally across the street, basically from this dog daycare, that's not considered an emergency vet, but they are open for walk-ins only on the weekends. So we took him in so there. So you're not paying the $300 emergency vet fee, you know, like most places would that Correct. are emergency. So he's not putting any pressure on his on his leg. We, we go in. They say, hey, we can see him, but it'll be about an hour and a half. So just go sit in your car and wait. Yep. So we sit in the parking lot of this vet for an hour and a half. And you're thinking, well, maybe he's just shaken up. Maybe if I take him out to pee, he'll put his leg down. He'll be fine. No, like he I took him out. He would not, not lift his leg. Wasn't looking good. It was his front right leg. 
So we go in. They can finally see us after an hour and a half, and we sit down in there, and lady comes in, the vet tech. She's like, so what's uh, the problem with old Mrs. Luther here? Mrs. What's, what's the problem with Mrs. Luthan? Uh, or Miss Luthan? Um, Mr. Luther. <laughs> Mr. Luther Van Dam. And we say, well, you know, he won't put his thing there. She goes, well, I see here that we've seen him before because of like a little issue like this before. We said, yeah, you know, whatever. She leaves the room. I put him down on the floor. He starts to put pressure on his leg for the first time. Just like, a little bit. Like, okay, whatever. But maybe he's just, you know, whatever. They come back in. They put a little leash on him and take him out to go do some stuff. They shut the door. And we can hear his collar rattling, and they're laughing. They're like, oh, my God, this is so great. Luther's running up and down the damn mm-hmm. hall. He's running. Yep. Like, what the fuck? And literally, when you took him outside, he was not walking. Like, he would hobble. Like, he couldn't walk. Yeah. And then, miraculously. You want to tell me Jesus doesn't exist? Luther, Luther could walk again. Well, like, and I'm glad nothing was seriously wrong. They gave him like a week of steroids just, you know, to strengthen the muscle or whatever it is. And he does have some arthritis in his shoulders. Yep. But are you kidding me? I know. Luckily, it was only $50. Because, yeah. again, like an emergency, if we'd have taken to like the emergency vet, that shit would have cost like 300 easy. Yes, it would have. But now everything's fine, apparently. But now I'm nervous, of course. But you're always nervous. Yeah, but I never thought of this. So, like, what would have happened? We're going out of town next weekend. Yeah. What if that would have happened the Saturday we're not here? Like you, they require you have an emergency contact that can come get him if something happens. Yeah. And I just put you. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's how I got away with that. It's like, it's required if you're you know going to be out of town that you have to have someone here that can take care of him if something like this happens. Yep. We don't have any friends. Nope. So I'm going to have to break it to program director, Jonathan, that, uh, <laughs> Hey, if something's wrong with Luther, you're going to have to go pick him up friend. Is that who we're trying? I mean, there's battle. Nope. Going to take program director, Jonathan, I think on that one. I think. All right. Who do I need to tell them about? Aqueduct Plumbing. All righty. Our friend Billy and his sister Mary at 281-488-6238. Of course, they are awesome, and they've been at it for a long time. They are the best, right? And they do it all. Repipes, leak detection, camera inspection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters, tankless water heaters, water filters, drain cleaning, circulating pumps, uh, reroutes, gas piping, they do it all, and they'll get you taken care of. They are the best. So you might as well reach out to them, get a free quote, see how they can help you out. Those tankless water heaters are very enticing. I always talk about them, but I, I'm very interested in them. 281-488-6238 is the number. 281-488-6238 or aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They are at your disposal. I think, do you have your phone with you? I do. You should just call Jonathan right now. I would like to hear his reaction. First of all, because of the idea of you calling him, he thinks something was horribly wrong. Yeah. Be like, hey, Jonathan, serious question. Hey, just a quick question. I'm on my podcast yeah, right now. Yeah, I think um, like we need to inform him. I will. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow because my phone's not synced up to the uh, board. Yeah, I think we need to. That'll, break- be, that'll be a conversation we'll spring upon him tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, Program Director Jonathan, you're our emergency contact. You're. Uh- <laughs> and just so you know, Luther does have a tendency to end up hobbled at daycare, so you're probably going to get a call. Just so you know. We're going to need to uh, make sure of this. All right, we're getting out of here, guys. Uh, again, we'll have new stuff on YouTube here in the coming weeks. Hopefully you guys will like it, but we're probably moving everything over. So I, I guess you can just search the Josh Ennis show on YouTube. I still have a channel on there, but that's probably where we're going to be migrating towards for the live stuff. So anyway, we'll see you guys later.